is the living major bushwhacker Luke. This is Lanny Popple, also known as the genius full of glory and renown. This is the young stallion Jim Powers. This is J.J. Dillon, the leader of the original Four Horsemen. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle on Ring the Bell Radio. On Ring the Bell Radio. Ring the Bell Radio. On Ring the Bell Radio. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. And hello, everybody. Yes, J.D. here, which means you are listening to Ring the Bell Radio, coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, as always, we have our spiritual leader, Rabbi Barris, is sitting at his nice clean desk over there. Rabbi, what's happening? Very, very, very clean. It's looking pretty good. And we also have... Life all wipes. <laughs> we also have, who is not sitting at Frank's desk, Logan's here with us. You all know. Ahoy Logan. hoy, my friends. Ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. And, um, Barris, I think Fra Frank's absent again. I wonder if he went on another uh, vacation. You tried to uh, check the credit card statements? Uh, I don't. I, I haven't seen anything, but what was he looking for? Rob Van Dam and Amsterdam or Greenland or Amsterdam last time, and he got lost and ended up in Greenland. I think he was hanging with the the girl from Mighty Ducks Two, the uh, <laughs> athletic trainer from Team Iceland. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> visit us at ringthebellradio.com. Uh, email us ringthebellradio at gmail.com. Find us on all our social medias: Twitter, Facebook uh instagram and all that happy jazz and i just dropped my pen actually it just broke on me uh you know what i was writing there logan that, that it actually broke on me which actually kind of karma i guess no you could say. I, I, was, I was writing down the show you irish people rock and my pen broke <laughs> <laughs> but so here we are I see the our spiritual leader has obtained some of his magic spiritual elixir over there i have i have i uh after about 37 calls i got through yesterday and i picked it up today have you divulged in that libation yet oh yeah <laughs> well the minute i got back home and out of the car yes okay that you got out of the car we got to make that I, I stepped out of the car yes after the car was turned off and then immediately poured myself a shot. Okay. Okay. And what is that you're drinking there? Let's tell the people at home. Jaeger. Jaegermeister. Okay. Now that we got that all done. Oh, I know what we have to do. Is there any spiritual words of wisdom you have for us this week? Oh, testify. I, I do actually have a saying that I have um, looked up. I actually was going through a whole bunch of different ones that I think would relate. And okay. I came up with, there is a dream inside a dream. I am more awake the more I sleep. Wow, kind of, philosophical. It's kind of deep, man. It is, man. I know. I this mean, it was better than don't be a mania. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are we talking about tonight? We really don't have a format tonight, you know, so we're just kind of going off the hip. We are going kind of old school on this. Um we have done this. I mean, you guys did this way before I even came along. Um, I don't know. We've because we've done tag teams before. How about how about favorite IC champs? Ladies and gentlemen, the mouth of the South, Manager Jimmy Hart presents the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champ. 
champion from Seattle, Washington, weighing 248 pounds, Greg the Hammer Valentine. We could we could talk about intercontinental champions. Ooh, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could tell you this off the bat. Um, my favorite IC champ was also my favorite wrestler of all time, which was uh, Mr. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Even when he was the bad guy, there's something that I still liked him. I still cheered for him. I could be in the, the old Civic Arena when I was a kid at a WWF show. Everyone and their second brother could be booing him. Who's the yo-yo standing up, clapping, cheering for him? It was me. When he was a bad guy. Hmm. No reason not to. I mean, that man went to the ring every single night and just put everything all out in the line. Mm-hmm. Well, who's yours? I have I, I bounced back and forth. Um, Bret Hart was one of my favorites. Because um, he was kind of the... That was like the start of you don't have to be a giant to obtain every single title in WWE. You don't have to be a Hulk Hogan. straps to the IC to the World Heavyweight Championship. And, um, yeah, he just, you know, kind of set the bar for there doesn't have to be a stereotype. Interesting. I've got two. I'm, I'm drawn between them, and they're <clears throat> an ironic pair. So we've got Brett the Hitman Hart and Shawn Michaels. Okay. See, uh, I, both of you said Brett. I see, always... I see. Here's the reason I love Brett so much. He is one of, if not the best, like technical wrestler. I mean, he's a fantastic technical wrestler. He made moves look good. And Barris is, is totally on point as well as what he said. He was like the guy that you didn't have to be six foot six, uh, you know, 300 pounds of raw muscle. He won because he was technical. He, he did everything perfectly. He won matches with, with by, uh, you know, turning the, the bad guys, uh, the bad guys moves against them. He was that kind of guy. And, and it really started that whole thing. You can kind of trace the lineage all the way up to the, you know, those single kind of solo intercontinental or level um, title uh, wrestlers like, um, you know, late running like Edge, Christian, those kind of things as well. You know, they're, they're, yeah. those are that kind of same technicality, just very basic compared to what Hitman was. You notice, I just noticed something that all three of us said something, um, I named a wrestler that was, we're going to, I'm just going to say old school. Okay. Back when the title actually meant something. Don't you agree? Yes. Yes. There okay. you go. I mean, yep. just just the Whenever way the workhorses of the federation. Yeah. You, you know what I rolled my eyes at saying that, and, and when literally I lost any kind of respect for the level of what the belts were, was when they did the hardcore championship. Like, you remember that, the hardcore championship? It was the yeah. old WWF champion belt, and they just wrapped, like, duct tape around it and wrote hardcore over it. You know, that was given to Mick as a rib. Yeah, yeah. And then it just took off. Yeah, it took off from there. But, yeah. I mean, like when I saw that, the first with Mick Foley, I mean, that, that was hilarious, okay? Because it was mankind in his element, you know, smashing through boiler rooms, that kind of shit. It was funny. 
But when it actually became a serious kind of title battle for it, I'm like, I lost respect for it. There, it, you make something, you decrease something's value if you have lots of it. You know, back then you had three belts, Intercontinental, World Champion, Tag Teams. That was it. Okay, now you've got a belt for everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't don't get me started on that. Mr. Galaxy, Mr. Universe, I showed up belt, you know. Dude, dude, Logan, you 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 are just preaching what I've preached years ago. I was just like, they got a belt for everything. Hey, you wore yellow trunks today. Let's give you a belt. Hey, you parted your hair on the on in the middle. We're gonna give you a belt. You walked backwards with an ice cream cone in your pocket in front of a church. We're gonna give you a belt for that. <laughs> you know. It's so true. It is. I, yeah. I get my belt for that. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, we should all get a stimulus check and a belt from WWE. <laughs> from Vinnie Mac. Um, but 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 the thing that gets me is, I back back in the day. Now it, I just look at it as another prop, just because, like you said, there are so many belts now, and it changes hands so oftenly, so oftenly, so frequently, um, that you know back. I want to let me give you a timeline here back when like WrestleMania four, five, three, four, and five timeline, like say three to WrestleMania three to six, just because you had the IC belt didn't mean in my eyes, didn't mean you were any lesser of a valued champion than say the world championship. Oh, agree, hundred percent agree. Okay. Um, People always looked at it as, well, and that's what it was used. It was the mid-card belt. It was used as a stepping stone. I mean, that's how we look at it now. But, I mean, when you look at it, the IC belt, all it was was the U U U.S. belt. It was the same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. You're the intercontinental champion. You know, you're the wherever you are, that's where you're the intercontinental champion. You know. But, yeah, yeah I didn't see it as any kind of. 100% agree with you, mate. I definitely agree with you on, on, on all those points. Like um, with the Intercontinental Champion, like put it like this, when uh, Bret Hitman Hart was, you know, the main IC contender, I think the world champion at the time was what, Hogan? No, it wasn't Hogan. It was like Undertaker or something like that. Yeah. Well, anyway. Taker never held the IC belt, I don't know. No, Taker held the world champion at the same time as Bret had the, the Intercontinental. Well, no, no, no. I'm asking. I was just saying, I don't think Taker ever held the IC belt. I don't know. That I have no idea. And see, hold on. Not not to skew off here. That just made me think of something else. Is is a lot of people nowadays? You have someone like a John Cena or a JBL when he was wrestling. They would be world champion, right? Uh, hold the belt for you know two time world champion, and then all of a sudden, you know they got the next crop of guys that they want to push into that world championship uh, or WWE heavyweight belt contendership. And then all of a sudden you have John Cena, JBO, whoever back winning the inner going for the intercontinental belt. See, then there's a lot of people that would say, Oh, well you, they, they're kind of taking a step backwards. I was like, I never saw it like that. You're still winning a world heavy. You're still winning a heavyweight championship belt. If that makes sense. Do you see where yeah. I'm going? Yeah, you, you're still a champion. I mean, like I always put it. You're not the world uh, champion. You're the champion of. Of, of America. Of America. That's you it. Know. You know. And that was like, because it was funny because when like British Bulldog, I believe, won the IC, um, you know, it was like, ha ha, the English guy is the, you know, the champion of America. 
ha ha. That's you know that was the kind of kick that we, we gave on it as well. And just to interject about what you said real quick, I just asked Mr. Google, and uh, that's what I heard. Okay, Undertaker has never won the IC title. He's never been involved where he could even win a title, according to this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, w- I was going to say you did go to Google for that, right? Yes. I, I was going to say you didn't try to do research off of Frank's desk, right? No, God, no. I ain't going near Frank's. I brought my own laptop, and I'll just sit here and I'll, I'll speak to Mister Google. But you no, I ain't going to bring your own laptop. We have other laptops. We have other computers here. You know. I was going to say, do you know the kind of pop-ups you might get if you're using Frank's uh, setup? Yeah. There? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. We do don't it. even know what kind of Windows he's running off of. We know. Well, he's learning Windows ninety-eight. So, well, but we I don't saw, know if he's running 98, 96. When I, when I walk have a past Commodore 64 over there. Oh my God. If he did, I'm taking it. Okay. Oh, dude, I'm playing some games, man. Some Damn right. Games or... <laughs> and those floppies out, baby. Yeah. Right. Yep. Huh? G- getting back to Bret Hart. There's, 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 there's two things. Cause I was on the network the other day and I was watching WrestleMania four. Okay. Um, and it was, you, you, you know what WrestleMania that is. It's the tournament. Yep. Um, and Ricky the Dragon was on there going against uh, Greg the Hammer. And there was something which, and this is why I'm bringing up Bret Hart. You know, what, what, what did they always call Bret Hart? The excellence of execution. You best should. there is, best there was, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And it's recorded, it, and it's always recorded that Bret has been the excellence in execution, excellence of execution. You know, like that was his thing. No one dare ever try to use that, like for real, you know. But he's not the first one that that was that someone coined that phrase for their wrestling. Did that make sense what I just said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Gorilla Monsoon said that about Ricky Steamboat in WrestleMania 4. He went, after Jesse was done saying, oh, oh, you know, Greg the Hammer's got a cheat to win on this match. Uh, they did a couple couple moves, and then um, Gorilla went, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, he is the excellence of execution, bar none. I don't know, that was just my little-known history fact. Wow. No, it's actually really interesting because now you can – somebody's like, oh, you remember what Hitman used to say? Well, did you know? Yeah. And you're like a success at your next party. There you go, guys. But – I want to bring this up about Brett. Okay. Um, and this, this isn't, this isn't a, a, a way to demean or put him down or anything. Um, but the more I look bad at it, and I loved watching Brett. I was a big fan of his. To this day, watching his old matches is, is fantastic. But if you would take 1989, 1990 Brett Hart and drop him into the mix today, I don't think he would, he would, he would make it because he would be seen as, as such a transparent wrestler. As in, if you really watch his matches, him and John Cena have a lot alike. There, they have the, uh, the, you know, they have those five or six moves that you know that they're going to do. You could call exactly when they're going to do every move in the match. Yeah, but Brett and um, X Pac had when X Pac was the one, two, three kid. They had one of the best matches on Raw back in the day. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Xbox kind of reminds me of someone who works today. At least the people of today have, you know, they're definitely familiar and definitely, you know, work in his style. And I think Brett could hang with people today. All 
all right. No, I was just saying. I mean, but if, if you know, you know, and I didn't mean to demean him in yeah. any way, but it was you just, know. if you, you really know. look at his matches, it's a psychic. You've got you to remember that, you know, some of those that, like you're saying, the five, six moves, you know, they're going to do them. Uh, you know, in the match when you're going to pick them out, but you've got to remember you, you're going back to a time of kayfabe here. You know, oh, yeah. it yeah. was normal to go up as under, you know, ultimate warrior and shake the ropes and stuff. You know, or, you know, Hogan doing the... It was part of the act. You knew the move was coming. What was that? <laughs> That's what he used to remember. He used to go... <laughs> I wish you could see my face. It was the well, I can see off. your face. The audience can't see your face. <laughs> Anywho, but it was part of the kayfabe of it all. You know, the the the... the, the you know they're going to do the move there and then. You know, yeah. that was how it was scripted back then. You know, you know, I'll take a bit more time to make this a little bit more dramatic, you know, when you, you know, walk to the ropes or something. You know, that kind of stuff. These days, it's like, you know, do this, do that, and throw them on the ground. Yeah. You know, yeah. part of the magic went with it when we had that more realistic wrestling. Uh, and the magic of those things that the cinematic parts to it you know that kind of stuff that that was built into the show to, to you know to make this and you think about it really have a think about it in any kind of match that wasn't a championship match right so it cannot be for the world championship um pick any match and um got one i try and say it I have no idea. I'm trying to think of it. Any match, and oh, okay, right. So pick any match uh, from from that. You know, it can't be a world championship match. And how many can you tell me in the olden days um, worked? As in, two guys were fighting each other. One guy finally got his finishing move out. One, two, three. It was always the last thing. Practically always the last thing when it came to the big championship people. Now, when you had like your championship matches, when two big guys went at it, you know that they were going to pull out. Both of them were going to end up doing their moves. So you're going to see the, you know, the, the big crowd, uh, crowd pleaser. Um, but you know you're going to get maybe a couple of them, yeah, a couple of those moves. And that was so magic. You know, to, that, that that was part of the magic to see those finishing moves those are the moves that took people out okay Hulk Hogan leg drop you ain't getting up from that one two three done you know that's it it's you know that was the showstopper at the end but it was it was pumped up for those things that you would see those big moves whereas nowadays you're not you don't get that anymore yeah. yeah, you're going to get, you know, he's going to finish him off with this kind of thing, but it's not the same showstopper as in if you go back pre-kind of WrestleMania 10 and back. Did you get what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, I don't think the audience would have got what I said because I was all over the place there. So <laughs> I apologize. I'm trying to like, like think of it. My brain's just losing it. Um, but, you know, that, like I say, it was you got that move once. And that move was done once, and it was the showstopper, and that's what everybody wanted to see. Um, nowadays, you, you, it's gone, but that kayfabe's gone now with that. So you can see somebody put, you know, a choke slam, whatever, three times on someone, and by the third time, you're like, oh, I'm impressed, but you know they're getting up from it. Yeah. You know? It's, it's like they're, nobody does like crazy, like, 
really technical finishing moves anymore. No, they don't. Remember when a side suplex used to be a finishing move? Now oh, that's yeah. an everyday everyday move. Yeah. Yeah, it just you got know. downgraded, you know? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, we that's kind of all. I remember I like X Park, like what Barris was saying, X Park had some great technical moves that he did. Uh, but really, if you watch him wrestle back then and you watch most of the guys now, X Park, uh, you know, those signature moves were are pretty much day-to-day moves now you know you think about it sweet chin music was realistically what a kick to the head wasn't it yeah and you see that like four times a match now but it was such a build-up because it was Shawn michaels finishing move and i always relate it to mortal combat you know it's the finishing move it's the, the the victory for watching the whole match you know and Logan, I think you get the award for longest rant of the evening. There you go. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to tell you after a couple minutes, I just stopped listening. So I didn't even know what you were saying. <laughs> oh, dear. What were you talking about anyway? <laughs> or, do you, or do you not even remember? Oh, God. I, I'm championship belts, finishing moves. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. I've lost it. All right, so I do have something I want to bring up, though. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about the people being released? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say it right now. We really had no idea what we were going to talk about, so that's as good as anything. Yeah. So here's the, what I, I've heard two kind of things about this. One, obviously, they got rid of – they released some people because of budget cuts and things like that. But two, some of those people wanted out of their contracts. Yeah. So you've got to think – because the way it's worded is Vince just basically told them, oh, you know, screw off. But it's not. There's a few wrestlers in there that wanted released from their own contracts. Oh, yeah. He's spring cleaning every year too, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's got to find a way to pay back the XFL now. That's twice yeah. in a row. Two t- twice in a row. Two times in a row it failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Mike Kyoto, the referee who's been there for like thirty-five oh, years? That was a yeah. that was a slap in the face on that one. Where did that come from? Hold on, I'm getting my ba- bag of candy. Yeah, but where did that come from? Yeah, no. you know. And then uh, when I saw that, I was just like, I, I thought he was like a lifer there. You know, like well, that's what it is. Maybe he was coming up to the you know retirement age per se. You know, easy way to get out of the contract. But then again, how 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 would you contract referees like that? It's not like they're talent. Yeah, you want to keep good referees, but you would just pay them a salary once a year. You wouldn't be like, here's a here's a multi year contract for you to be a referee. You know, it, well, some of them have other other duties too. They do on-road duties and stuff like that um, with, like, the day-to-day house shows and stuff like that. So they weren't just doing refing, but they were doing other things, too, and getting paid. But uh, another one was Drake Maverick. Did you see his video that he put no, up after? They no, I did everything? not. I did not. I, I couldn't make it through the whole thing. Like, it was, it was that, like, just sad like he broke he broke down almost made it made me broke break down i was like holy crap dude like you feel you feel i mean yeah some of them did one out but there you got to feel for some of them who are like oh yeah definitely hey, like you know like you're supposed to 
I mean, most of their house shows they were reporting were losing money. So I don't, I mean, other than the people who were like, okay, yeah, I'll go. But I mean, some of the others you're like, man, it's kind of, kind of a crappy time to do that to them. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I can definitely see, um, you know, some of them being devastated by it. I mean, you know, like, well, Kurt Angle was released as well. Um, so I'm kind of wondering how that goes. He's not a very big part of the WWF at the moment. Um, well, you know, I mean, yeah, still money in the pocket, obviously, but I'm just kind of wondering, is that going to be in a big effect for him? You know, you, you, uh, yeah, you were saying about Kurt Angle getting, um, let go. Yeah. So do you think the, the stuff he's doing with wrestling was a steady kind of influx of stuff? So he would miss it, or do you think he just goes on, they have him optioned, like, I don't know, you can't go to another company, but we'll use you at least like four times a year for a cameo or something. And that's just kind of extra pocket change to him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he was doing, what was it, Bears? He was doing, he was doing a little training, or training the guys a little, wasn't he? Yeah, he, um, I thought he was helping out with some, um, like I, well, I think I, I think IWC helped him before he went got back in the ring. What before he, he came, back, came back and worked with Rousey and everybody and the Shield? I right. think they were they were. Um, I think he worked out with some of those people at IWC, if I wasn't mistaken. What just to get the the ring rust off? Yeah. Well, who who else got released? Hawkins. Uh, yeah. Gallows, Mike and Mike and Maria Gall um, Canellis, Gallows well, and Anderson. Yeah, they they want it out though. I mean, they've been asking forever to get out. So AEW um, or Japan? What do you think? I would hope Japan, because I know from the videos I've seen, Anderson's going back there. It's pretty obvious if you guys have seen those on Twitter. Like they're like, there's one video where it's wherever he's from and then there's like traveling like pictures like you're on a plane you're in a cab then you're on a plane and then you land and it landed in tokyo and it was like oh dude if he goes back to bullet club how great would that be look out the window barris who do you see out there you have a sign oh there's bane that's what i was i was pointing to skeeve skeeve is out there so, which one of you, because I know it wasn't me, paid Skiva off to not let Frank in here? Well, this is what this is what I think happened is um, he <laughs> Frank hired Skiva, but couldn't think of me, you, or Barris, so he just automatically said himself. <laughs> now he's stuck outside because Skiva won't let him. He's like, "Boss, you paid me to keep you out. I can't let you in." <laughs> yeah. I pity the fool. Maybe hey 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 Logan, <laughs> you'll you'll get this. So maybe he's out there getting ready to have some tea time with Mister T. Oh yeah. Or uh, and then after the tea time, he's gonna go learn how to cook with Mrs. Boppet's cooking class. <laughs> that'd be we'll that'd be tea. Right tea that'd be tea. A fool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Barris. Logan knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Way back. I pity the fool who drink the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to go see his therapist, Dr. Love. 
Yes. Yes. Oh my God. A long time ago, man. Long Paris, time we'll ago. tell you about it at some point. Okay. Okay. Don't just don't ask. And it's not brother love. It's just Dr. Love. Yes. Oh boy. That but, might have yeah. been Dr. Yeah. Jones, but I guess not. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I think what we got to do is somehow we got to get Virgil on this show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He'll charge us a hundred bucks for, for for ten minutes. He's gonna be like this guy. He has it like his own Virgil call line. Like, hey, we're talking Virgil for three ninety five a minute. <laughs> just called his cell phone. That's it. What? What was <laughs> say that again? <laughs> what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Powers. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Too bad we don't have any fan mail this week. Oh, dear. Uh, um, all right. Um, hold on. Ooh, here. No one asking for spiritual advice or wanting to cuss me out or anything. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Dear God, these people are slacking. Come on. So, so, um, hold on. So, well, I just had my notes in front of me. Where's my little, um, what? <laughs> Okay, so who do you guys getting back, going back to what we started off talking this 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 fantastic program with? Who do you think is this is a very loaded question? Best IC champ of all time? Bret Hart. I'm gonna go the same one, Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Yeah, he made me think. I uh, you know IC championship was something special, you know. For me, so for him, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Rabbi, I gotta go the same. He was inspiration to a whole generation. I'd have to say, Mister Perfect. So we just went with our original answer. Favorite wrestler of all time. My favorite wrestler. He's my favorite wrestler. Come on now. It's like, hi guys, who do you think was the best world champion, Mister Perfect? Hey guys, who do you think wore his belts the best way, Mr. Perfect? It is Logan. Logan. <laughs> Read between the lines. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So, do you think we should have a consequence for Frank getting himself barred? Literally, he paid a guy to keep him to keep him out of here. Yeah, that's that's what I think happened. You think it was because he was mad at me? He he wasn't too happy. He's angry at you. He's angry. He is very angry. Maybe he's angry. Hangry? No. Yeah, you're angry and because you're hungry. Oh, I know what hangry is. Maybe he didn't have a sandwich. You never know. It could be on his desk still from like five years ago. Oh, dude, you found you found a half a turkey sandwich on there, didn't you? Yeah, that thing could be crawling around, man. I found a Howard the Duck comic book. Dude, I remember walking around the Civic Arena before a SmackDown, and I saw Tajiri eating a sandwich with Tori. 
You know, remember how you can walk around the old Civic yeah. Arena and you can look in all them yeah. windows? Well, that they they had they they didn't even have the curtains drawn. You, they had the big buffet that I guess the wrestlers eat, and the, the only ones in there were Tajiri and Tori Wilson. And we're knocking on the windows, and he just looked over to someone, and we were like, "Oh, we saw Tajiri eating a sandwich." <laughs> Where was it? Um, my friend had gone to a original ECW show up at the um, EC Dome, up on the other side of Pittsburgh, and they had, were having a cookout in the back. Well, they didn't have everything taped off where you couldn't go back there. So they just, they just went walking because they were there early. And I guess, like, a bunch of the guys were back there, like, grilling, and Sabu threw a hot dog at him, told him to get the F out of there. <laughs> funny because i got a sabu story okay this was oh man when did this have to be probably 15 years ago or something like that it might have been one of the times barris that i actually saw you know this was still the civic arena was still up okay. um it might have been because remember there was one random time wwf was in town and i just you were walking by and i stood up and i'm like barris or something yeah, like that. I yeah. don't know if you remember that. Was that PN? Was that the paint bucket? That, that was, yeah, that wasn't Civic okay. Arena. Okay, no. so this was the Civic Arena, or Melon Arena, whatever you want to call it, was still going. I was with the marvelous one, Matt. Him and I went down um, to see to see the show. And afterwards, remember the old carport area of the Civic Arena where all the wrestlers would, would drive their cars out and everyone would wait? Oh, yeah. You know, it was like a really the most inconvenient place to be in that whole arena because it was like... They right, really didn't like, make this one much better either. No, but now this, this was the know. one that like right when you came out, you had a second and a half to, this, to, to decide, am I going to go on one of eight streets that lead on that or eight ramps that lead to eight different highways. And if you take the wrong one, you're screwed. Remember that? Yep. And yep. Um, we were waiting, we were watching all the wrestlers come out and Chris Benoit came out, Mysterio, you know, and Rikisi were driving together. Mysterio still had his mask on, you know, and um, we're walking away back towards the parking lot. And all of a sudden, Matt gets a tap on the shoulder. And he's going, he turns around and it's Sabu. Holy crap. Wow. Okay. Just like milling around. And he's just like, hey, do you know anywhere I can get a ride? My, my ride just took off without me. <laughs> <laughs> Van so, Dam probably forgot about him. <laughs> well, yeah. He, they were just like, uh, uh, so he goes, he's running around. Meanwhile, this is like 11, 1130 at night now. <laughs> So, meanwhile, there he is running around the arena, r running through the traffic, asking people for a ride. Because he's just going up to it. people, knocking on windows, going, hey, I need a ride. Could you give me a ride to, like, Cleveland or wherever they were going next, you know? <laughs> so he's like, I have no way to get here. And, and, and then he, he walked by us again because we were still walking towards the car. He's... We're watching him. We're just kind of laughing. We're watching him weave and go weave between the cars, tap on people's windows, go up to people looking for a ride. And he walks back to us again. And he's just like, and I think 
within the 10 minutes that he asked us the first time, he forgot that he asked us. Okay. <laughs> and it's, and, and he didn't go far from us. I mean, you remember the old arena. It's like he was in that area. What is that? Washington Boulevard right there. I think mm-hmm. I, rem- I, I don't remember where, but I remember the, like the setup from yeah the, yeah 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 so it's like he didn't uh, go far yeah. he only went and like 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 probably 25 yards around like we saw him the whole time and then by the time 10 minutes later he got back to us like he like i just said i don't think he remembered he already asked us and then he's just like he asked us again dude can i have a ride my ride left me here took off without me and I was just like, no, I mean, I, we can help you get a cab. And he's like, dude, I don't have any money. And my, my bag was in the car of my ride. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how the heck he, he got anywhere. So I wanted to say, I'm like, dude, go ask one of the other wrestlers for a ride because chances well, are you guys are going to the same place. Yeah, you know? like why would you leave that area where, I, don't know. I mean, hell, he could even hitch a ride with one of the trucks. Yeah, he probably had to. Yeah, and yeah, that that the, the and that's like, what parking and, lot would be the last place I would go. Yeah, and that's why myself and the marvelous one were just like, why, why, why don't you just why you know why? And I, I mean, yeah. I don't know unless that's like the one of the unwritten you don't do. Ask someone else for a ride. You have your buddy, and you know, I don't know. Not really. I mean, if something you happens, know. I mean, yeah. So you, you could always ask somebody, and I mean. I had people ask me for rides when I was training. I mean, so that wouldn't be yeah. so as a question. So, and then this was that time we saw him, and I think like what was it a week later he was fired, he was released. Oh, when him and Van Dam took that stroll up through Ohio to New York. Was that it? Okay, yeah, because it wasn't. Yeah. It was like a week or so after that they were both. Yeah, he was he was fired. Yep. So uh, well, the that, newer that was, setup they have now with the PPG Paints Arena, where you look down and see all the cars and everything. Yeah, uh, we we had taken my nephew there, and Ryback was getting out of his car, and I, I happened to yell, you know, a little bit of something down. No, and and he looks up to see who said it, and my nephew's propped up on the um, the ledge. You know, we're holding him; he's good. You know, so people don't freak out on me. We we had a you know we had him tied to a rope and everything. Yeah. And um, he, my nephew looks down and goes, "Hey, Ryback, it was my uncle B who said it." And he's pointing to me, and everybody lost it. And you oh. kind of saw Ryback like look up and smile, like, "Okay, I'll I'll get you later, bro." Your little so nephew like, sold you out, man. He sold me out in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Well, but I, I, I scared mean, him back. I got, I had a Bray Wyatt impersonator bring down one of the sheep's masks to him. I've, I've told and you. He's like looking like, why is Bray Wyatt with my Uncle B right now? Why is he giving me a mask? Oh, he's giving me a mask. Okay, I'll take that. Right, he must so, be such a bad guy. Geez, since we're talking about stories, I, I, I told you this one, Rabbi, but I don't think I've told Logan this story. Okay. And the, this is always, I have always, this is a good story to hear. Are you ready for this, Logan? Go on. Okay. This had to be back about 2007, 2008. Um, myself, the marvelous one, former member of the show here. And there was another friend of ours. His name was Anthony, uh, who's never, who has never been to a wrestling match in his life, but he, he 
he wanted to go because he became a fan of it on TV, you know. So anyway, so we drove all the way up to the War Memorial in Johnstown, PA, uh, for a SmackDown house show. And we're sitting about five or six rows back from from the, the barrier ringside, all right? If you've you ever been in the War Memorial up in Johnstown? Any mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, nope. so you know the size of what I'm yeah. talking about. It's it's not big, but it's big enough to have something like that. All right. It's minor. It's a minor league hockey arena, Johnstown Chiefs. Okay. Just to okay. give it a scale. And Chavo, oh, who was Chavo facing? I think it was Kofi Kingston. Kofi wasn't on TV yet. No one knew who he was. Okay. He was only working house shows. All right. Um. So Chavo uh, uh, is in the ring. Kofi's in the ring. And I only had like two beers at this point. But you, you know, those, those, they come in them really small solo yeah. cup things. So it's not, so I wasn't inebriated or anything. So just to be who I am, I get up, or I don't get up, I yell. I go, hey, Chavo. You're still nothing compared to your Uncle Eddie. <laughs> he's tied up with – now, it, as I was saying that, he's tied up with Kofi. You, after I said that, you see his head snap in my direction. He breaks the hold. Let goes of the – they break the tie up. He comes over, and he starts saying something. Now, the gal next to me is egging me on going, oh, he heard you. Say something else. <laughs> I stand up. I start, he, he starts pointing his finger at me. I start saying something else going, what are you going to do, big man? Huh? Huh? And I start thumping my chest. He, at, then, at this point, goes through the ropes and is halfway out of the ropes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the upper half like is... is through the ropes and he's kind of leaning over the apron, you know, meanwhile, this lady is up and she keeps saying, say more. Oh my God, say more. And you know, he starts jawing at me. I start jawing back at him going, that's right. Like, you know, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was, that's right. That's right. Like you're still nothing next to your uncle Eddie. Why don't you come out here? Big man or something like that. By this point, the spotlight is on me. The spotlight's on Chavo. Two spotlights, one on me and one on Chavo. At this point, Matt, the marvelous one, gets up, and he acts like he's holding me back. Okay. And this is all happening in a matter of maybe like 90 seconds. Okay, it wasn't long. Maybe about a minute this was going on. All right. But it seems like an eternity, you know. And so finally, he he realizes, all right, I got to get back to the match. That he didn't want to, he didn't want any of the JD, you know. Yeah, right. Um, so I sit down, and Matt's like, "You really made him mad," and I'm like, "Yeah, man, dude, he would snap me in two like I'm nothing," <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I was just like, "What?" But I was just like, "I know, you know, I struck a nerve when I said all I said was you'll be, you're still nothing next to your uncle Eddie because Chavo was working heel, you know." You you know you it's but still I really I you know he heard that and it really I guess it bugged him so he ends up fast forward he ends up losing the match Chavo loses 
He's getting out of the ring, limping back, you know, down the aisle. What do I do? Like a nut. I get up. I run all the way back to where the curtain is. And I go look at him and I said, ha, you didn't win, did you? And he looks up at me and flips me off. And then goes. (laughs) But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I think it's time. On that note, I think that's a good place to end here for the for this for this edition of Ring the Bell Radio. That was a good story time edition. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that more often. Yeah, yeah. So we t- talked a little about the IC I- 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 championship, and we told some stories. But yeah. hopefully next time we have Franklin, the one that's always Frank, returns us and graces us with his everlasting presence. And the company credit card. And the company <laughs> credit card. Logan, as always, you know, you're, you're a part of the show now. You know Woo-hoo. that. Very happy. And uh, Rabbi Barris, our spiritual leader, has given us any, any last spiritual words of wisdom no 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 i wasn't ready for two <laughs> <laughs> you know i could always go grab i can always go grab my uh, chuck norris book and read uh, one of the great 400 facts of uh facts about chuck norris <laughs> I, I had that book when i was in the hospital a couple years like years ago and i would write chuck norris sayings on the board that the nurses would put up and I would, the day nurse would be like, who wrote that? And I'm like, night nurse. Well, and the night nurse would come in, who wrote that? I'm like, day nurse. And I'd switch them every, every twice a day. I'd switch them. <laughs> Finally, they like, they must have talked it out and figured out I was doing it. So, yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to leave us with a Chuck Norris fact. Chuck Norris, when he eats a quarter, he craps out two dimes and a nickel. And there's also five cents change. <laughs> <laughs> So on that note, ringthebellradio.com. Listen to our shows from there. Uh, ringthebellradio at gmail.com is our email. Look us up on our social medias. Um, what we're going to start doing is for from now on, we'll start promoting our shows uh, that you can call in on Facebook. At least, I don't know, a day or so in advance before we're going to record. So if you want to call in and chat, chat wrestling, all the information will be there. You'll know about it. So for the great Wolverine Logan over there, Rabbi Barris, our spiritual leader of the earth. I'm JD. You have been listening to Ring the Bell Radio. So long.